Praise the Lord, everyone. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> Would you join me in welcoming Jesus into the service today? Give him a big hand clap of praise. Amen. God, thank you for standing. You may be seated. It's good to be in uh, God's house, and man, I wish y'all could see what I can see every section. You know, it's usually it's usually way down over here, or way down over here, and the middle's always empty. We all look good. It's good to have everybody in God's house and <clears throat> look forward to what God's going to do today. Amen? Amen? Just let him have his way. All right. We have a young lady that's having a birthday this week. Somebody get a camera. Come on. Come on, sister. Bryson, Bryson, drag her on up here. Get, get drag her, up her on here. up here, get Bryson. Come on. Come on, sister. <laughs> All right. Let's sing the sister. A happy birthday to you. A happy birthday to you. May you feel. There's so many folks in here. Has anybody else got a birthday this week, or did you have one last week? Am I missing anybody? I don't want to miss anybody. You're not going to tell me, are you? <laughs> I won't embarrass you, but just a little bit. Just a little bit. All right. With that, we will dismiss for Sunday school. Amen. Well, I'd have to reiterate what Brother Connor's already said. Have a wonderful group of people here today. And uh so good to see y'all, see our guests and see our, our our family and friends and I believe the Lord um is gonna meet us here and he already has this morning in prayer, so I believe that he is going to continue to do that this afternoon. Are you thankful to be here today? Um, it's good to have uh, our new family with us here today that drove up from Viper, Kentucky. Anybody know where that is? It's on, if, I, if I'm not mistaken, it's on the other side of Hazard. <clears throat> I'm telling you, hey, huh, It's a, it's a good place to be in, and we're thankful to have them, and we're, we believe that, uh, that the Lord's going to bless you all. Uh, you've, you've made it a, a point to come to the house of the Lord. And how many of you are thankful that you're here today? Amen. I'm here. I, I, got, I got the 
the favor of the Lord on my life, and I know that uh, he's going to meet with us today. And um, I want to minister from this subject, life through his name. And I want us to look at Genesis chapter 1, and we will just read a couple of passages right away. Um, this is going to be kind of more of a teaching uh, this morning, there are so many things that I, that I want to cover here, so I'm going to try to uh, stay focused. And uh, it's one of those moments where the Lord just began to deal with me um, about, about what we're going to dive in today. And many times when, you, when the Lord deals with you about something or he begins to work and trying to bring understanding and give you uh, more than what you have, there are sometimes those moments where you just can't shut it off that uh and and i and i think it's it would be imperative for us to say okay lord if you're not going to shut it off i'm going to shut everything else off until you're finished so i'm thankful for the moments where we realize that when god begins to work in our life that man there's no better place to be than to be in that moment when the lord is starting to give you understanding and bring revelation to your life we're going to talk about Revelation today a little bit and how, how important it is for God to reveal things to us. And, and Paul, Paul wrote that there are some things that can only be revealed. And so it, it's, it's not enough to know about God or to know where to find a place that, where they talk from the Bible or teach from the Bible. We must have a, an opportunity, a moment to have Revelation. And, uh, and we're going we're gonna to dig into this a little bit today. Let's read Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and verse 2. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. In the very first chapter, in the very first verse, we see the beginning of God's creative power through his word. The first verse is a declaration that God is the creator. And every verse after shows us what he did as creator. And the spirit of God moved and that the spirit of god moving that's his active power he has active power and power of his word and god said and god saw these are the things that you will read in that chapter now if we look the word god here is Elohim in Hebrew, and grammatically it's a plural word used as if it were singular, a singular verb meaning. And that meaning is strength and might. The, the im in Elohim is plural of all his divine majesty. It's a general term for God 
But when we get into the second chapter, we are introduced with a more specific and proper name for God. Let's look at Genesis chapter 2 and verse 4. These are the generations of the heavens and of the earth when they were created in the day that in the day that the Lord God made the earth and the heavens. Now the word Lord God is Jehovah Elohim. And we see this combination throughout chapter 3. But when we get to chapter 4, it's Lord. It's just Lord in all caps. And that's Jehovah. Listen, this word appears 6,521 times in the Old Testament. And this word is a revelation of who God is. He is the self-existent or eternal. The Jewish national name of God, Jehovah the Lord. When we are introduced to Abram, he introduces us to a new word for God. And that's found in Genesis chapter 5 and verse 10. It's not necessarily a new name, but a, a deeper revelation. And you'll see that in the passages that every time God, God shows us uh, uh, a different part of his name, it's a deeper revelation of who he is. So Genesis chapter 15 and verse 2. And Abram said, Lord God, what wilt thou give me, seeing I go childless? Now, we won't finish that scripture because the, the purpose of what I wanted to bring out is that the Lord God used in this is, is Adonai, is the Hebrew word for Lord. And that's the proper name of God, only my Lord. And it appears 438 times. Adonai Jehovah is how, is how we read that. And so Jehovah is the name most Americans know, but Yahweh is the way that it should be written. Don't be alarmed if you hear, if, if you ever hear anyone say Yahweh. They're not talking about somebody else. They are referring to the same God and you shouldn't try to correct them because Jehovah is transliterated into English. And our English language doesn't trump everybody else's language, does it? We could spend the whole day reading through the Old Testament and digging up all of the different names of God that reveal different attribute, attributes, but we will highlight or just mention just a few of these for time's sake. And many of you have already heard a lot of these. El Shaddai, the Lord God Almighty. El Elyon, the Most High God. El Olam, the Everlasting God. Jehovah Nisi, the Lord, my banner. These names represent how God reveals himself to people through his name. Maybe he has healed someone here today and you, you have met Jehovah Rapha. The Lord that heals. Or maybe he has provided so you have met Jehovah Jireh. The Lord will provide. 
See, the Old Testament is replete with examples of how God revealed himself to people through a name. And as we progress into the New Testament, we see even greater revelation. It's not a new revelation because you need the Old Testament in order to see the New Testament the right way, through the right lens. There is revelation in the Old Testament that reveals what we know about God in the New Testament. Because there, there was a, in the New Testament, there was a dissension of glory. In Isaiah chapter 57 and verse 15 For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity, whose name is holy. I just want to read that part there. Because to the Hebrew people, he was almost unapproachable. They were even too fearful to speak his name. David Norris writes this, By the first century, Yahweh was a too sacred to use name. And they used Adonai instead. In a service, whenever the scripture was read and they came to the word Yahweh, they would speak Adonai. In the Greek, Yahweh and Adonai was translated as Kyrios. And Kyrios was considered safe to be spoken because it could be used to refer to human authority, but it could also be referred to divinity. And so we see this word throughout, throughout, our, throughout the text, throughout the New Testament. We see this word Lord. And we, we see it even in the Old Testament, but m- mainly in the New Testament is where our focus is here today about this word uh, Kyrios because it's Greek. And so... What we have to see is that there is revelation in the word Lord. That if we're not careful, we could we could look at the word Lord and just think it's just it's just some 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 human authority. The word curios appears 748 times in the New Testament. And it shows up in no caps. It shows up with the L cap. And, and it shows up in all caps. And so we can't look at, we can't look at that as meaning that, that it's something different. Because we could glance through some scriptures and see, and see a lowercase l and think that that doesn't really apply. Or see a, a, a capital L and don't think that that applies. But we're only looking for all caps. Because we read, we see it in the Old Testament that every time Lord, we see Lord, we see it also in multiple ways. But we see Lord a lot in all caps. But when Jesus was born, he was pronounced curios. Luke chapter 1 and verse 68. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he hath visited and redeemed his people. Now, Lord equals curios, and God equals theos, and that is deity. So the word curios is 
is supreme in authority. So anytime you see Lord and Lord God, you're talking about supreme authority. Now, Zechariah was full of the Holy Ghost. And, and we see this, if we, if we jump back to, I think it's 67, verse 67. We back up to verse 67 there. And his father, Zacharias, was filled with the Holy Ghost and prophesied, saying. And then he began to talk about this Lord God who would visit and redeem his people. So Zechariah, he spoke, he was full of the Holy Ghost. But in the Greek, we got to look at it in the Greek, uh, it's, it's new, uh, new, uh, pneuma, or, uh, a, and that word pneuma for spirit is basically uh, a current of air. And I get this image of the Spirit of God breathing, breathing on Zechariah. Filling him with the Holy Ghost, and he was able to prophesy. There, there's so many, there's so many images and types and 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 uh, metaphorical language when we when we think about uh, breath and spirit and these things that that God uh, gave us and wrote to give us this idea that there is a there's movement when God breathes on on someone. When God breathes into a situation, there is movement from his spirit. And with that current of air, uh, Zacharias prophesied, and the, the Lord God of Israel visited and redeemed his people. And now, listen, now uh, Zacharias' son would prepare the way of the Lord. He would prepare the way for this curios. And we read it. In verse 60, uh, 76 through 79. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto, the, unto his people by the remission of their sins. Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high, hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. We know John was a forerunner and, and he preached to prepare for Jesus. And I'm sure when people saw Jesus, he didn't look like a high and lofty one who inhabited eternity. He didn't come in a way that they were looking for him to come. But when he spoke, it was the same power on display from the beginning. He sounds like God, but he doesn't look the part. Many were confused and many explained him away, just like I think many try to explain it away today. And if we read in Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 15, we see this, we see this moment here. And I think it's a moment that we, we must all at some point in our life ask, be asked that same question. When Jesus came into the coast of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that 
that I, the Son of Man, am? And they said, some say that thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. Now, how many, how many people, how many people in our world just consider Jesus to be a good guy? Just to be a prophet. Just, he's just an ordinary person who is trying to do the right thing. And maybe even people on a secular level would say, you know what? He had some good intentions and had some good thoughts. But, you know, who do you say that he is? Who cares what everybody else is saying about me? Who do you say that I am? He saith unto them, but whom say ye that I am? How much revelation do you have? I wonder sometimes if we, if we cut ourselves short by thinking that we have all the revelation that we need. Who is Jesus to me? If he's not everything, he's not anything. Who do you say that I am? Ah, you're my provider, Lord. You're the one that's going to make a way for me. You're my deliverer. You're the one that I, I have confidence in because you're the one that's there when nobody else is there. I can call your name and, and I know that you hear me. Because I've called you in times past and you've showed up and you've done a work when I've cried out for you and you have come to my rescue. But here we have this, this, this statement here. Who do you say that I am? am? Am I just a prophet? Am I just a voice? Am I, am I somebody that has some good intentions in your life? Who do you say that I am? Peter, without hesitation, said, you are the Christ. You are, you are the anointed. You are the Messiah. But before Peter had this revelation, Jesus had been slowly revealing himself. Before we even get to Matthew 16, we see a progression of revelation that takes place. And if we back up and we look at uh, Matthew chapter 7 and look at verse 21 and 22... Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Now we'll pause there for a second because I want to point out just a couple things that we, we have all said and thought about this, that there, there are people in the world who, who God allows them to be, to be used, but they don't know him. Because God can use anybody. That's not, that's not a sign or that, that is not uh, you know, a statement of endorsement that because God uses somebody that, they're, that they know him. Amen. Because this is our proof right here. We'll go back to the scripture and see. Not everyone that saith, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. But he that doeth the will of my Father, which is in heaven. Now if we go to verse 22, it's, it's, a, it's basically the same thing. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name? And in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works. Now, uh, you may have known that there is, a, there is a movie that has been released in movie theaters. It's called Come Out in the Name of Jesus. Now, I, I, I've never seen it. I don't know much about it, but I do know 
that because there is there is the power to kick the devil out does not mean they actually know the Lord. Because many will say to me, listen, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Many will say to me in that day, Curios, Curios. Have we not prophesied in thy name? They will answer what Jesus is saying. They will answer to me. That's revelation right there, by the way. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord. Curios, curious. They're not going to say to me in that day, oh, you're just a prophet. You're just some kind of leader. You're some kind of, no. They're going to say to me, God, have we not prophesied in your name? In Matthew chapter 8, a leper came to him saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. Now, sometimes if we, if we look at King James, sometimes the wording is a little bit different. But if you compare that with maybe something else, you will see that he wasn't, he wasn't asking as much as he was saying, you can So many, so many people, you know, will say, God, if you want to do it. He said, if you will, you can make me clean. And you know what Jesus said? I will be clean. This leper didn't come to a man to be clean by a man's authority. He said, curios, or he said, God, you can make me clean. In Matthew chapter 8 and verse 8, Then the centurion answered and said, Lord, curios, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. Now, I know that we've, we've talked about this, and, and we mention it uh, here a lot, but he said, just speak the Lord. Just speak the word, Lord, and my servant shall be healed. You know, what the centurion was saying is, I understand authority because I am a man under authority. Now, what we can, what we can extract here from this passage is if, if I am speaking the name of Jesus and I am, I am taking dominion over things that I face in my life, but nothing seems to change or nothing seems to be changing, what I must ask myself is, am I under authority? Because if I'm under authority, I can speak with authority. You know how many people lose their authority because they step out of authority and they have no authority over what they face. That's, that's some real stuff right there. I, 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 just, I know people who, who just said, you know what, I don't need a pastor. I understand authority because I'm under authority. You just speak the word and it'll happen. You know what? This this came to me the other day. I, I was thinking of, or actually it was, uh, it was uh, last night because I've been, I've been just really digging, digging this thing out. And and trying to trying to figure out, Lord, what is, what is it that you want us to get a hold of here? What 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 do you want to show us? Because listen, I think I think we have 
how can I put this? I think we have done things through the years. We've 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 done things a little bit wrong. I know that's hard to believe that that people in the past have done things wrong. And but listen, nowhere nowhere in the in the Bible does it say that we are to wrestle with devils. Nowhere does it say that we're to wrestle. Do you see? Do you see them wrestling? Do you see the first century church wrestling with demonic spirits in a tussle, in a fight, saying, The Lord, uh, uh, the enemy's been on my back. We've been wrestling. We've been wrestling this week. We've been fighting this week. Now, now listen, if, if we'll go back and say, If I'm under authority, I don't have to wrestle the devil. He said, James, James writes, submit to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Listen, what I got to do is make sure I have submitted to God. I've surrendered to him. I'm a man under authority. I can speak with authority. If you're not, if, if you're not speaking with authority, it's time to go back to square one and say, Lord, where have I stepped out of authority? Where have I stepped out of alignment? I want to bring my life back into alignment. Because all, all I have to do is speak the word. Listen, when the 72 came back, they said, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And I don't think, I don't think they, were, they were beating devils up. I think they were just, you know what? In the name of Jesus, come out. You know what? That's what the church, we ought to get to a place where that's all we have to say. We're not going to sit here and wrestle. We're not going to sit here and deal with it. Listen, I'm going to bring my life into alignment, and I'm going to say, in the name of Jesus, I got the authority now, devil. Get out. We're not going to fight. We're not going to bout. I'm, I'm kicking you out in the name of Jesus. Why? Because I've brought my life back into authority. So you find, let that sink in for a moment. You find yourself in a place where you just can't seem to gain ground. You just feel like you're wrestling. You feel like you're fighting. You feel like you're, be, you're pushing up against the wall. You know what? Go back to square one and say, Lord, is, was there somewhere that I stepped out of order? Have I stepped out of alignment? Have I lost the authority? Because I know if I'm under authority, all I got to do is speak the word. The centurion recognized that. And he said, just speak the word and it shall be done. Now, wouldn't that, wouldn't that be something for us to recognize? That if I am under him and all that God has placed in my life under spiritual authority. Can I speak? Can I speak for him if I'm under him? Well, some people are like, I don't know. You're questioning that already, right? I got to be confident that if I'm under authority, I can speak with authority. When Jesus sent out his disciples, listen, they weren't they weren't theologians. They went out in authority. They went out with a name. They went out with power. You know, when God fills people with his spirit, you know what he does? He bring, You have been brought into alignment with his authority. 
And so as ambassadors, because that's what, am, am I lying here? Does the scripture say we are ambassadors? If I'm an ambassador, do you think I can speak for the king? And so if I'm up against something and my life is sur- submitted, in, all I have to do is speak and it gets, it's going to get out of the way. I, I wish that there would be more people that would recognize it, that when I'm facing that old devil, if he's got a foothold in my life, I've given it to him. Because if I truly believe in the name of Jesus, if I truly believe in his name, if I truly believe that his name has all power, If I truly believe that through the name of Jesus, the devils are subject unto me. They're subject unto me. Do you hear that? I want somebody, somebody get that right now. Listen, if you, if you know that you're doing everything you know to do to, to, to submit your life to the Lord, I want you to say this, the devils are subject unto me. But if you're not, if you're not living submitted to the Lord, don't say it because it won't work. I got to be all in. And if I'm all in and I've surrendered my will, I've surrendered my set of blueprints for my life. And I say, Lord, I want your authority in my life. I'm a, you know what I'm taking home with me? I'm taking home that authority. And that old devil's going to meet me in the parking lot or that old devil's going to meet me at my house. But you know what? I've, I've realigned my life to him. And I got authority I didn't have out of alignment. And so now I can speak as an ambassador. And I can say, in the name of Jesus. Because we can't play with that name. Jesus, Jesus we know. And Paul we know. But who are you? You're not under authority. Well, well didn't, we, didn't we cast out demons? Well, that's the name. Now, God can use somebody. If God allows somebody to speak... Because in that moment there is a need and God will use somebody in the name of Jesus. You know what? You know what they'll be like, oh, did you hear that? Did you hear that? You know, there, there might have been some demonic uh, spirits cast out in those movie theaters. But you know what? At the end of the day, what's the fruit look like? What's the fruit look like? Am I living my life for the Lord? Am I sold out to Him? Because he expects all of me. Matthew chapter 9 verse 28. And when he was come into the house, the blind men came to him. And Jesus saith unto him, Believe ye that I am able to do this? They said unto him, Yea, Lord. Yea, Curios. Yea. Now they weren't saying yea because they knew that This man was a powerful man. I know I'm really stressing that, but we have to get a hold of this because you see that word Lord there, and you think that maybe they they don't really understand. But they knew exactly when they said, Yay, Lord, we believe. We believe, we believe you have the power. We believe you have the authority. We believe you have the supreme power. Now let's look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. You see the progression here? Jesus is slowly revealing who he is. 
And at the time, Jesus answered and and said, I thank thee, O Father, Lord of heaven and earth, because thou hast hid these things from the wise and prudent and hast revealed them unto babes. Now, I want want us to see, to recognize what Jesus is saying here. Really, really pay attention to what Jesus says here. Jesus called the Father or, or the Spirit Lord. I thank thee, O Father, Lord, Curios of heaven and earth. Now, but when just another chapter later in verse 8, but he said, Lord, in a different way with more revelation. Chapter 12, verse 8. For the Son of Man is Lord, or Curios, even of the Sabbath day. Now, was Jesus saying that we share this? He slowly revealed in the Father. For the Son of Man is Lord, Curios, even of the Sabbath day. Now, the, the, the last chapter, he said, he said that the Father was Curios. But now he's saying he is Curios. Now let's go to Matthew chapter 14, verse 28. We're slowly getting to where, Je- where Peter made this, made this statement, Thou art the Christ. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, Curios, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. Peter said, Curios. And Jesus came to them walking on the water. This wasn't just some man. Men men don't walk on the water. When they seen him, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee. Now listen, one of the chosen episodes this season connected this passage with Psalm 77 and verse 14 through 20. Thou art the God that doest wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people, the sons of Jacob and Joseph, Selah. The waters saw thee, O God. The waters saw thee. They were afraid. The depths also were troubled. The clouds poured out water. The skies sent out a sound. Thine arrows also went abroad. The voice of thy thunder was in the heaven. The lightnings lightened the world. The earth trembled and shook. Thy way is in the sea and thy path in the great waters and thy footsteps are not known. Thou leadest, ledest thy people like a flock by the hand of Moses and Aaron. Even if this passage or these series of passages refers to the Exodus, which we've seen at the, at the very last one there, the hand of Moses and Aaron, we can see that when Jesus walked on the water, the waters saw God. 
It was Meyer who wrote, and I I believe it's F.B. Meyer who wrote, God is described as wading through mighty oceans as a man might ford some tiny stream. The Atlantic with fathomless depths is no more to him than a brook to us. When Peter said the Christ, the son of the living God, he wasn't saying he was just a part of God or a portion of God because, listen, he had revelation that Jesus was curios. He seen him as curios. And David Norris writes, Paul took curios as a normative title for Jesus because it immediately suggested itself to the apostles. Old Testament texts that had been applied to Yahweh began to consistently be applied to Jesus Christ. To confess Jesus as curios was effectively equating Jesus with Yahweh. I know I'm throwing a lot at you today. But listen, when we really understand who Jesus is. What his name means. What his name represents. Now let's see how Paul connected the Old Testament with Jesus. Romans chapter 10 verse 13. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now Paul was talking about Jesus. But we get this from Joel chapter 2 and verse 32. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord, all caps there, by the way, shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem shall be deliverance, as the Lord hath said, and in the remnant whom the Lord shall call. Paul was connecting who he knew, the revelation of what, uh, of what he had about Jesus to who the Lord was in the Old Testament. And he, he does this throughout. They, they do it throughout the word. You, you, you just have to get in there and study and dig. You get in there and study and dig and get your concordance. Get your dictionary out. Get serious about understanding the word of God. And God will begin to reveal things to you. Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 31. That according as it is written, he that glorieth, let him glory in the Lord. Now let's look at Jeremiah chapter 9, 23 and 24. Thus saith the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glorieth glory in this, that he understandeth and knoweth me that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. Now, it's impossible for somebody, listen to me, it's impossible for somebody to be so hungry and to read from cover to cover and not see that God is one. It's not hidden unless I've already got it figured out. If I already know what God, who God is and how many there are, I, I won't see it. I won't see it, but listen... 
I've, I've made this comment before that I, I am not in pursuit of tradition. I'm not in pursuit of man's ways. I'm in pursuit of truth. And I don't care what so-and-so said last year or a thousand years ago. If it doesn't line up with the first century and it doesn't line up with the Word of God, I don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. I want, thus saith the Word of God. I want the Word of truth because it's the truth that's going to make me free. It's the truth that's going to bring liberty in my life. i got to have truth. Forget what man said. Let God be true. Let every man a liar. Let every man be silenced. Let all flesh be silenced. Because there's no flesh that will glory in his presence. It is all him. It's all his. We're a part of the greatest thing that's ever met earth. And it's all the glory of God. And he makes the difference. And there is a name that is important for us. There is a name. There is a name. I'll tell you, there are many people who are confused. There's a lot of people today that are confused on when to imply that name. Well, Well, do we apply it in baptism? Why do you baptize in Jesus' name? You know, somebody might ask you that, right? Where are we going to go? We better go to the Word. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I've been, listen, without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. And, and, and huh, what Peter say? He said, you got to be baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sin. So what... What name brings remission? That's the only name that brings remission. That's the only name. But listen, there needs to be a, 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 a new understanding in our life of the name of Jesus. It's not some kind of byword. It's not some kind of thing. Listen, we're not just Jesus' name because of what we, what we do on Sunday. We're Jesus' name because of what he's doing inside of us. Because what he did for us. Because we've been buried in his name. And and we have his spirit working in our life. And we have been given the authority to speak his name. Listen, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God. Now, how, how, do, we, how do we utilize those weapons? Listen, it has to be done in, in, with authority. If I speak... With authority to the stronghold, what do you think the stronghold has to do? But if I try to wrestle the stronghold, it's going to win. And so if the stronghold in my life is winning, i got to go back and make sure I'm... I'm I got to make sure I'm surrendered. I got to make sure I'm in a place where, where I, can, I can speak with authority. Because I think some people, some people want the authority, but they also want some other things. You either want authority or you don't want authority. But listen, this, I, I, I recognize that I'm, I'm, in the fight, I'm in the fight of my life. Anybody feel that way? You feel like you're in the fight of your life because you got all these things that are coming your way. Now, 
most of that is brought on by ourselves. We bring those things on to ourselves. We make bad decisions. We follow after things we shouldn't follow after. And then we come to the Lord and he saves us out of it. But we still, we still have to walk through the mess, don't we? We still have to walk through the mess and start sowing new seed and start waiting for the harvest, the new harvest to come back up. But listen, when, when I get my life back into a place where, where, where I have authority, I, I got to stay there. If I don't stay there, then I'll go right back to, to, to where the enemy will have dominion over me. I wonder how many people have, have tried to go home and speak the name of Jesus in their house or try to speak the name of Jesus in their life. And thought, it's not working. It's not working. Because the reality is the name of Jesus is not some magic wand that we wave and things disappear. But I tell you what, if you, if you bring your life into alignment with him, you can speak. You can ask if his word abides in you. You can ask what you will, and it shall be done. Amen. It's that easy. It shall be done. I think part of our reason is that we, uh, we're not completely surrendered. We're not completely saying, okay, God, mm, there's still some things I want to hold on to, Lord. I still got some plans that I want to, I still got some things I want to accomplish. I still got some things I want to do. You know what? And if I don't surrender him, if I don't surrender it all to him, then I don't get victory. Peter confessed. Paul confessed. And we'll look at one more example found in John chapter 20, verse 26 through 28. And after eight days, again, his disciples were with him. And Thomas was with them. Then came Jesus, the doors being shut, and stood in the midst and said, Peace be unto you. Then saith he to Thomas, Reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believing. And Thomas answered and said unto him, My curios and my theos. If there ever was a question about when when the word Lord means God, if there ever was a question without even even digging into the Scriptures, this is the answer. He says, my Lord and my God. Now, I want to say this. Because this was a great moment of revelation. 
Thomas confessed to Jesus. He confessed before his brothers that he was Lord and God. Curios and Theos. Now, go to verse 29. Jesus saith unto him, Thomas, because thou hast seen me, thou hast believed. Blessed are they that have not seen and yet have believed. Notice here that, that Jesus didn't stop Thomas from what he said. But he made an example out of Thomas. Thomas, you had to see that I was both Lord and God. But blessed are those that don't have to see and they still believe I'm God. They still believe that I am curious. I am the supreme ruler. I am the one with the authority. Let's all stand. We're going to take a few moments here. Greet your brother and your sister. Now, let's come back in in a few moments here. uh, And let's worship the Lord. I believe God's going to do something mighty today. I believe he's going to do something mighty. Amen. Let's come back with expectancy. Praise the Lord. Woo! We did turn it up. Wow. Are you getting a better signal back there now? Better? Okay. All right. What's that? Okay. Let's see. Maybe that will work there. Okay. Well, we always have... uh, issues it seems like with our sound but uh, it's a work in progress and we're just thankful to be here today why don't we stand if you if you're excited to be here why don't you stand we won't ask you to do much but if you if you're thankful to be here because you know that God is good then we can give him our praise together God we thank you we worship you Lord There's nobody like you, God. Thank you for your goodness and mercy, Lord. We've come here today to magnify your name, Lord. Be lifted high in this house. Be lifted high in this place, God. We want you to know how much we need you, how much we love you, Lord. And we're desperate for your help, desperate for your strength, Lord. Desperate for you, God, and we hunger and thirst for you, God. And we we stand on your promise that they that hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled. Lord, let there be a filling today. Lord, let the hungry find sustenance in the house today. Let them find the strength of your spirit, Lord, in this place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And we welcome you today. We're glad that you are here with us today. Just an amazing full room here today I'm thankful I'm thankful for that today we're 
we're so thankful that you have made the decision to be with us today. And uh, so we welcome you to High Point. And uh, you'll find out right away that this is a little church with a lot of love. And uh, we love people because God has done a work in us to produce that love. Because we know that the love comes from Him. And so uh, you stick around long enough and we'll love you. Uh, like Brother Plowman says, we'll love you in so many ways. One of them, one of them will work. One of them is bound to work. <laughs> uh, we're going to give you an opportunity to give at the very beginning of the service here. And if, uh, if you'd like to give to the Lord, we have this uh, wooden box down here uh, where we, we just come bring the offering to the Lord. And we're going to worship Him today uh, in our giving and in our praise and uh, we're just going to let the Lord know how much we trust him how much we love him let's do that this afternoon let's just let's just worship the Lord Hallelujah! we love to worship the Lord around here we welcome you to worship God with us why don't you lift your hands in this house and let's just lift up our voices to him thank you Jesus we thank you Jesus hallelujah God you are Jesus, you're worthy of all praise, Lord God. Hallelujah, hallelujah.
sunsets free is free indeed. Morning's here and I'm grateful. Yes, I am for the Savior God of Say I'm dancing out. I'm dancing out on my grateful. Whom the sun sets free is free. Morning's here today.
Come on, let's let that go for just a few more moments here. Come on, don't stop. Don't stop. Come on. I believe the Lord wants to do something in this place. Ah, hallelujah. Mm. It does not matter what you walked in this place with. or what you are in need of in this house, you're in the right place to leave without it. You hear me today? You're in the right place to leave without it. To leave without the worry of how it's going to work out. To leave without help. You're in the right place to leave without that worry. To leave without that stress. To leave without that hopelessness in this house. The presence of the Lord is here. The presence of the Lord is in this place. And he is knocking on every heart. He's reaching for every life. And he's ministered to everyone that's here. I don't, I don't believe it's just a coincidence that you all are here today. I believe what you walked in here with... God has a way to meet that in this house, in this moment. He made this day. He made this day for you to meet him. To have, listen, to have a new revelation of who he is in your life. I wonder if we could just all close our eyes all across this place. I don't know what you're going through but the Lord does and in this place and throughout this day God's gonna he's gonna speak he's gonna reach he's gonna reveal he's gonna extend a hand of mercy and he's gonna offer to pull you out of where you are right now whatever it is if it's addiction the Lord will pull you out of addiction. If it's hopelessness, the Lord will pull you out of hopelessness. If it's weakness, He has strength here. It does not matter what you lack because He will provide. Whatever it is, we're going to begin by inviting you for prayer, whoever you are, wherever you are, on your journey through life, whatever you are in need of. We're going to present an opportunity right now to be prayed for, and we're going to anoint you with oil, and we're going to pray the prayer of faith, and we're going to believe in God and trust Him. So if you have a need whether it's a physical ailment, spiritual, whatever it is, it's, it's all right. You don't have to hesitate. Whatever your need is, God already, he's already, been, he's already been dealing with you. Why don't you just go ahead and receive it, receive your help, receive your healing, receive your strength. Now, church, when, when, when these folks come up here and they're reaching for heaven, will you reach for heaven with them? Will you lift up? them. You don't know them. You don't know their needs, but you know a God who will meet their need. 
And so together, collectively, we can come together in unity and we can pray and speak and release things into this atmosphere. I wonder if I got some church folks who will begin to speak and release faith, begin to speak healing and release healing and deliverance and let the Lord know we believe, we believe in his power and we believe that he's going to make a way and do what only he can do. Amen. Church, let's pray.
like this, say my life, say my life is worth the living. Say it again, my life, say my life is worth the living. Come on, say it again, believe it. My life is worth. There's a table that you've prepared for me. Let's worship him for a few minutes here. In the presence of my enemies. Where you lay out your instructions there for me. This is how I fight my battle. There's a table that you've prepared for me. In the presence of my enemies, hey. Where you lay out your instructions there for me. And this is how I fight my battle. This is how I find my battles. This is how I find my battles. Oh, in the valley, I know that you're with me. Surely your goodness and your mercy follow me. Like 
authority. I don't know what you walked in here today, but I know that I know the name above every other name. I know the name that can come down and meet your need. I know that name that can move the, the impossible. He can do whatever you need him to do today. We don't deserve to be able to call in his name, but it's an honor to be able to stand here and to call in the name of Jesus. The freedom that we have to call in that name. The name that holds all power. The name that holds all authority. Yes. Hallelujah.
right now. Somebody just say, Jesus. Somebody just say the name above all names. Jesus. Sickness has to flee. Strongholds have to go. Chains have to be broken. At the name of Jesus, every stronghold has to bow. Every demon has to flee. When we call on that name. Oh, said how transform people. Church of the living God. Let's stand together in unity. Let's stand together in agreement that what God is about to release right now is the delivering power of his spirit. We come together in the name of Jesus and we release deliverance and healing over this assembly that every mind and every spirit that has been tattered by the enemy will be redeemed, will be forgiven, will be released, will be experiencing freedom in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We speak it right now with authority. I release it into this atmosphere. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. power in the name of Jesus and I speak it and release it I speak it and release it over every child 
over every child. I release the name of Jesus to bring about healing and deliverance from the thoughts and the afflictions of the enemy. I speak against every spirit of darkness and every stronghold. I command it to relinquish its power and influence in the name of Jesus by the authority of the word of God and by the power that is in the name of Jesus Christ. I release it. Over every family, I release the delivering power of the Holy Ghost to unite what the enemy has set out to sever, has set out to divide. I release a word of unity in faith by the name of Jesus that there would be families that would be brought back together and that healing and deliverance would be made in the name of the Lord Jesus. I release victory right now over the downtrodden, over the confused, over those who have given up on life. I release a word of victory right now in the name of Jesus. Be lifted up. Let the Spirit of the Lord lift you up from your broken place, from your crushed place. I release healing. I release, I release healing in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Come on, don't be afraid to speak it. Listen, don't be timid. Come on, if you're timid, why don't you pray and ask God? Why don't you pray and ask God to give you boldness? Come on, God wants boldness to rise up in his people to be able to speak what thus saith the word of God. I release that word into this atmosphere, the life-changing, transforming power of the name of Jesus. Come on, reach over to your neighbor and say, come out in the name of Jesus. Come out of your depression. Come out of your discouragement. Come out of despair. Come out of confusion. Come out in the name of Jesus. I loose the strongholds from off your life and I release healing and deliverance into your life. Let your addiction, let your addiction, let your addiction be severed from your life. In the name of Jesus, I release deliverance. If you need deliverance, if you need a deliverance from addiction in your life, I want you to come. Listen, I believe the Lord has given me dominion. He's given me dominion over addiction. You got addiction in your life, I want you to come. I'm going to speak over you and release healing and deliverance.
Come on, don't stay where you are. If you've got addiction in your life and you want to come out and you believe today is the day, I want you to storm up here. And I want you to tell the Lord you believe he'll give it to you. Ah, if there's any left, come. We're going to pray and speak over. Oh, there is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. Hey, to break every chain, to break every chain, to break every chain. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is of Jesus oh, to break every chain to break every chain to break every chain hey, to break every chain to break every chain to break every chain oh I hear the chains falling the chains falling. Woo! I hear the chains falling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear the chains falling. There's an army right Every chain to break every chain to break every chain. Oh, to break every chain to break every chain to break every chain. It's to break every chain to break every chain to break every chain. Yeah, to break every chain to break every chain to break every chain. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. Hey, I'm no longer a slave to fear. Hey, I am a child.
Church, lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now and say, God, God, I need you to direct me. I need you to lead me. You've given me the power. You've given me the power of your spirit for a reason. I need you to lead me. I need you to lead me, Lord, and fill my mouth with your words uh, that your will would be accomplished. I wanna, I wanna accomplish your will. I want it to be done in this place, not just in this moment right now, but in my life, that forever, that forever, forever I'm changed, never to be the same, never to look the same way, to talk the same way, to speak the same way. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Listen. I don't believe it's a coincidence that the Lord has sent people who need deliverance into this church. It's not a coincidence. And many of you are you you know my story. Many of you know my story. For those who who are here today and you've never heard my story before, let me be the first to tell you that I used to be a drug addict. I used to be bound. Brother, when you, when, you, when, you, when you stormed up here, that was me. That was me. When the Lord called me back home, I stormed to the altar. And you know what? I kept coming back and kept coming back. Listen, the Lord delivered me. I want you to know I've been 13 years without any, without any tobacco, without any drugs. <laughs> 
the Lord truly delivered me. And when I said that I, I believe the Lord give me dominion over it, he did give me dominion over it. You know why? Because he delivered me. He delivered me from it and gave me the power and the authority to speak over it. And so when I say things like, come out, come out, be loosed from your addiction, I say it with authority because that's what the Lord has done for me. He's given me the authority to say so, to speak it. But you know what? I'm not the only one in this room. And what you need to do, church, you need to recognize where God has brought you from, what he's delivered, and he's given you dominion over it. That's what, you've got to have that confidence in your life that God has delivered me, whatever it's been. Anybody been delivered from depression? You've got dominion over depression. I want you to know that. Whatever, you, whatever God delivers you from, you have dominion over it. And you know what you can do? You can go to the depressed and say, come out in the name of Jesus. And you can do it with authority because God has given you the dominion for it. Anybody, anybody been bound in fear and the Lord brought you out of fear? Listen, I want you to know fear may come back to you, but you got dominion over fear. The Lord did not call us out to come behind. He called us out to push the enemy out, to drive the enemy out, and command there to be light in the darkness. Um, there's a room full of people who have a testimony of what God has done for you. And you have dominion. You got to believe it. You can't, listen. You can't believe it because I said it. You have to believe it because God said it. So we've, we've been singing about the name of Jesus. We've been teaching about the name of Jesus. Listen, I want you to know, this is not a coincidence. I believe the Lord wants us to get a revelation of what it means to know Jesus and to know the power of his name. Not just to be a name that we utter, but to realize that name has authority. That name has all power and authority in heaven and in earth. And whenever I bring my life into alignment with the will of God and I, I submit to him, he gives me authority over the enemy. Now, listen, he doesn't just give me authority over the enemy. He gives me authority over myself. So when, I, when, I, when I'm faced with addiction or I'm faced with those things, listen, when I was bound, I had no dominion. The addiction had dominion over me. But when the Lord delivered me, he gave me dominion. And now when those things come back to me to try to bring memories back, right? Because your addiction will come back to you and try to say, is there still room for me? Not anymore. I've been filled. The house is filled and I have authority. I got authority now. I got authority now. I can speak over that thing and it's got to listen. Why? Because I got the power of God and I'm in alignment with his word and I've submitted to him. And so everything I say against the enemy and believe it, he has to move. He has to move. Some of you have been staring at the wall of the enemy for so long that you don't know how it's going to happen. What you got to do is realize God did not call you to stare at the wall. He called you to move it. 
And so you stare at that wall or that mountain, we can call it, that mountain of addiction, and you look at it and you say, get out of my way. You're not going to have a hold on me any longer. I'm coming out. I'm moving through. I'm getting past this. It doesn't have to be addiction. I'm telling you, the enemy has infiltrated the church and has people on church pews enslaved. Enslaved. You know, the Word of God tells us whom the Son sets free. It's free indeed. I'm going to ask a rhetorical question here right now. Is there anybody in here that doesn't feel free? Now, I want you, I want you to hear me. Is it God's fault or your fault? Am, am I free or am I bound? Am I, am I captive? Because, listen, the reason, one of the reasons the Lord came to earth was, was to open the cell of the prisoner. You know what I get tired of? You know what I get tired of looking at? I get tired of looking at, at people who are bound in the house of the Lord. I want them out. I, my, me, myself, and I, I want them to come out, but I can't do it. I can't make you come out. You got a storm like you did, brother. I, I want you to know something. And I don't mean to point you out, but I feel, I, feel, I feel led to do this. Don't ever resist that. Don't ever resist that. Whenever you feel that need to, to charge the altar and say, God, I'm desperate. Listen, that's what God wants. He wants that. But what, what I think what people have to do is realize he loves, he loves you. And, and here's, here's the hard part. How could he love me? How could he love me? You know, I can ask that same question. And you know what? I could sit at home and be depressed about all the things that I did, all the things that my life, uh, 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 that all the pursuits that I, that I chased after uh, and wasted, all the time that I wasted. I could, I could sit at home. I could miss every church service. I could miss prayer meeting. I could come up with enough excuses to do it. But you know what? There is, there is something inside of me that says, come out. Come out from that way of thinking. Come out from that way of living. I've got something more. I can hear the voice of the Lord saying, come out. I've got something more for you, but you have to get moving. And stay moving. That's the key. Don't stay still long enough for the enemy to catch up to you. For your past to catch up to you. You keep moving. You keep chasing. You keep pursuing. And God will take you into places you never dreamed were possible. I'm not just running. I'm not just running to God. I'm running away from everything I used to be. I'm running from the life that I gave myself over to addiction. I'm running away from it. And I'm running to the Lord. 
The scripture reveals to us that the name of the Lord is a strong tower. And the righteous, the key is there, the righteous. The righteous runneth into it and are safe. I, I got it. I can find refuge in the Lord, but I got to be submitted to Him. I got to be trying to live right. And I can run to Him and say, God, protect me. Shield me from this. Today we talked about Y'all may be seated for a moment. Just give me a, just a couple moments here. I just want to finalize this thought here that today we talked about life through His name. And we can't really experience life without Him. I'm so thankful for what the Lord has done in this place here today. But what you need to take away with you from this moment is that the Lord is trying to reveal to me more than what I know about him. I I will be the first to tell you that I don't have it all figured out. I'm not smart enough. I'm not good enough. I don't have enough grade. I don't have enough understanding. But what I do know is that the spirit that's at work in me, he said he'll lead and guide me into all truth. So what I, I, I just have to be confident that the Lord is going to lead me into all truth. He's going to reveal to me what I need to know. It does not matter what we think about Jesus He is not just our Savior or prophet. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. When we talk about Jesus, He is everything. You know, there's that old saying that we have, you've heard, maybe you've heard this before. We're not just Jesus only, we're Jesus everything. Because everything that we read about the Old Testament, all the ways that God revealed to his people and to us today about himself. He revealed all of those attributes and all of those names, El Shaddai, uh, 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 Jehovah Jireh, uh, Jehovah Shalom, Jehovah Rapha, all of those attributes, all of those ways that God revealed himself. He revealed himself uh, in its entirety through the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus. Revelation chapter 1 and verse 8 is, is Revelation is a book about the revelation of Jesus Christ and who Jesus is. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, saith the Lord, saith the curios, right? That's the word that we've been looking at throughout, the, throughout this day. That word Lord, you're not going to go home and see that word Lord the same way anymore, are you? You're going to see Lord and think, ah, that's God. That's God, saith the Lord, which is and which was and which is to come, the Almighty. The Almighty. Revelation chapter 19 and verse 1. And after these things, I heard a great voice of much people in heaven saying, Alleluia, salvation and glory and honor and power unto the Lord, unto the Curios, our God. 
verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, and as the voice of many waters, and as the voice of mighty thundering, saying, Hallelujah, for the Lord God omnipotent reigneth. Hallelujah, for the Lord, <laughs> for the curios our God reigneth. When you see the Lord in Scripture, when you see Jesus, in Scripture, when you see those who came to Jesus and said, Lord, you see that they had a revelation of who he was. He hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And yes, believe it or not, that word Lord of Lords is curios of curios. Listen, Jesus is the... He is the mighty God. And 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and verse 19 says, To wit, that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself. Listen, when you, he, uh, Jesus told Philip, when you see me, Philip, you see the Father. Jesus is the express image of the Father. Listen, there's only one God. This isn't just a doctrine that we have to, to, get, to, to, get, to, to get excited and crazy and shout about. Listen, this is the truth. And you know what our world needs? Our world needs truth. They need to know that there's only one God. They need to know that, that the name of Jesus is the unveiled name of God. Second Corinthians chapter 3, verse 12 through 18. Seeing then that we have such hope, we use great plainness of speech. And not as Moses, which put a veil over his face, that the children of Israel could not steadfastly look to the end of, what, of that which is abolished. But their minds were blinded, for until this day remaineth the same veil, Untaken away in the reading of the Old Testament, which veil is done away in Christ. There is revelation in Christ. Verse 15. But even unto this day when Moses is read, the veil is upon their heart. Nevertheless, when it shall turn to the Lord, the veil shall be taken away. Listen, whenever people turn to Jesus and come to him, there is a veil that's removed. There's, there's eyes that are open. There's understanding that comes. There's revelation that comes. Because listen, now the Lord is that spirit. The curios is that spirit. The curios is that pneuma. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Now look, the Lord is that Spirit, or the Lord is that current of air. Think about that. The, that word Spirit in the, in the original Greek, it, it means, uh, like, it's like a current of air. It's like a breath of air. Now what do you think happened on the day of Pentecost? 
when the Lord showed up and there was a sound, a rushing mighty wind, it was, it was like this breath of God. It was this current of air that blew into that, that blew into that room. And that current of air, which is the Holy Ghost. Remember when Jesus breathed on his disciples and said, Receive ye the Holy Ghost. When somebody receives the Holy Ghost, it, it's it's like the Lord breathing new life into a person. We get this. We get this picture of when when Adam uh, had had that breath blown into his nostrils and he came alive. It's like it's like. When we come to an altar and we're dead, we're dead in our trespasses and sin, and there is no life, and the Spirit of the Lord moves on us and breathes into us, and life comes into us. But this only happens because there is a name. It's only possible because there is a name. Acts 4 and 12 is a verse that we are all familiar with. We, we know this. But I think sometimes we take for granted the revelation that we have. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Jesus, Romans chapter 14 and verse 11. And I'm coming to a close here. For it is written, as I live, saith the Lord, every knee shall bow to me, and every tongue shall confess to God. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 10, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow of things in heaven and things in earth and things under the earth. Is there not, is there, is, is there a place where uh, there is not a commandment for that knee to bow. There is no place, heaven, earth, or under the earth, that can escape the bowing to that wonderful name of Jesus. Let's stand. Isaiah wrote of a prophecy unto us, a child is born unto us, a son is given. The sad thing is, is we only, we only, we only read that passage at Christmas time. The government shall be upon his shoulders and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. All of these attributes were revealed when that baby was born in Jerusalem and they named him Jesus. Unto us the child is born, Jesus. Unto us the son is given, Jesus. 
And the government is resting upon his shoulders. Listen, the church is resting upon the cornerstone. Jesus. Paul wrote, the fullness of the Godhead is in Jesus. Everything is in Jesus. And so it does not matter whatever you are in need of in your life. There's only one name you need to know. In your time of need, the only name that you need to know is Jesus. I'm going to come running to Jesus. I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure that I'm right with the Lord. So when I come running, he'll hide me under the shadow of his wing. I want to run to you, Jesus. the next moment here can everybody close their eyes why don't you just try to drown out whatever you can I know with small children it's hard to drown things out it's hard to block things but as much as you can just try to try to block things and I want I want you to in this moment right now to fix your eyes fix your attention fix your focus right now on Jesus Because what you need to do is get a hold of what God is trying to reveal to you right now. You might be thinking right now, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I feel powerless. What you need to do is resist that thought, surrender to the Lord, and ask Him to give you the power. The victory. Does not matter what road you are on, what path you are on right now. Don't leave this place feeling like you don't have what you need because the Lord has everything you need. It may not happen for you in one moment because let's let's be real. Sometimes we're so hard headed, it takes it takes a while to get through. Sometimes it takes a while to get through to where I actually believe that I'm that 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 God is good enough to touch a wretched old me. And if that's you and you got your you got your focus on the Lord, listen, I want I want you to make it personal and, and make and make a, make a vow with the Lord that I, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna come back, God. Now, I want you to do this. Uh, if you really want to do this and you really want to experience freedom, I want you to make a vow to him and say, God, I, I'm going to give you my very best and I'm going to do my very best to make sure that I move when you tell me to move. I'm going I'm I'm to respond to your voice in obedience, God. I'm going to learn how to listen for your voice and I'm l- going to learn how to trust and have confidence that when you speak, I'm going to move. I can tell you right now, every time somebody makes a move to to experience deliverance, they go home and everything comes against them. I'm just trying to be real. I'm tired of seeing people come in and expecting, expecting a quick turnaround in their life. Now, I, I don't I don't put it I don't put it past God to do a quick work. He did a quick work in my life. 
I, I believe he can do whatever he wants to do, and, and, and he can do it in a time that nobody thinks it, it's possible. Uh, but, but God can do the work, and God will do the work, and it really just depends on my perseverance. It, it depends on my perspective and my willingness to just go after the Lord. Now, if I make a vow and I go after him and I come to him, he's going to work. He's going to work on me little at a time, little at a time. And you know what? I'm going to get closer and closer to freedom. I'm going to get closer and closer to that liberty. Why? Because the Spirit, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. You know why there is liberty in this place? Because the Spirit of the Lord is here. And you know what you can take home with you? If you, if you, uh, if you get the, if you receive the Holy Ghost, you take that Spirit, that liberty home with you. Now, you, you have to pray and ask God to give you the Holy Ghost and believe that God will give it to you. It's really just that simple. We just have a tendency to make it harder than what it is. We have a tendency of, of laboring and travailing at an altar and begging God to get the Holy Ghost when really all we have to do is ask and receive. But the, the big problem and the big hang-up is, is when we think, how can God give it to me? One story here. I remember a church at Greater Faith, and I remember there was a, a man that, that came, that started coming to church, and uh, he had been in prison for 30 years. Because he killed someone. I watched him come to the altar. Every time he came to church, he would come to the altar, and he would cry out to the Lord he did this for a while he would come and cry out to the Lord he'd come and cry out to the Lord God forgive me I remember one night we were praying and I was praying right beside him I had my arm around him and I, and I, and I believe the Lord gave me a word to speak to him and I said I, I just, I just kind of leaned over and I whispered in his ear I said, I, said, I said brother Tom God has forgiven you you have to forgive yourself He had to work through all of those things to get to a place where he believed that God loved him and God wanted to, that God wanted to forgive him. And he got there. He got there. I remember, I remember seeing a different Tom. He would get up in the middle of worship service and he'd start clapping his hands and walking around the sanctuary and he was just worshiping. He was worshiping. Now that wasn't the man that walked to the altar and he prayed for forgiveness. That was the man that accepted that God loved him and he forgave him. And he said, okay, I'm going to forgive myself now. And he forgave himself and he stepped into freedom. Now if a man of 30 years in prison who came into the church bound can experience freedom listen I believe there's anybody under the sound of my voice here today that can experience that level of freedom and all it takes is for somebody to say God give me the tenacity to come back and to keep coming back and to keep coming back until I get it through my head until I get it into my heart until I get it into my life that you love me and you forgave me help me to forgive myself help me to get up I'm going to give a call right now for anybody that hasn't loved yourself the way that you need to love yourself. This altar's open for you.
Jesus said, he said, love yourself, love your enemy as yourself, or love your neighbor as yourself. So you can't, you can't love your neighbor as yourself if you don't love yourself. Now, I don't mean love yourself in some narcissistic way. Love yourself as in God has forgiven you. Get up. Get up. If that's you, I want you to come.
and your name is oh, lifted up church your name is worthy your name is Jesus oh Jesus oh Jesus your name your name is holy your name is worthy your name Your name is holy, your name is worthy, your name is Jesus. Your name is holy, your name is worthy, your name. I know, I know there are a lot of church folks in here right now who have experienced condemnation. Which, what, what you all come up here and expressed, I believe the Lord sent us a message here through that, through what you have experienced. When you came up here and you, you mentioned condemnation, listen, I want you to know you're not alone in this. There are people even right here, right now, who have experienced condemnation. Now listen, traditionally, we have, we have, heard, we have heard some things through the years, uh, and, and, and it has caused us to, be, to approach the Lord in a timid way. Paul wrote in Romans, Romans chapter 8, Now therefore is no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh but after the Spirit. Now, now listen, there is no condemnation in the kingdom. And man cannot use condemnation to, to preach. He cannot preach with condemnation. There's a difference between preaching to the point where the, that two-edged sword pierces and cuts than, than a man to use that sword to smash and to beat. Listen, I want... If you have been affected by, by a voice in your life, in your past, that has brought condemnation in your life, I want you to know you're not alone. There are a lot of people who have been hurt, who have been hurt. And maybe that, that, same, that same spirit comes to you, that spirit of condemnation that comes to you. Now listen, if that's you right now, I want you to reach, I want you to reach towards heaven and say, God, deliver me. You've, you freed me from this. But Lord, somehow in my mind, I, I, I keep coming back to that place where I, where I feel downtrodden and I, and I feel like that I'll never make it and I feel like I'll never be good enough and, and, I'll, never, and I'll never make it past. Lord, 
Lord, let the condemnation be lifted from my life once and for all. I want that freedom. I want that freedom, God. loves you in the midst of your mistakes and there's grace there's grace and mercy for you in your mistake God teach me help me to see what I need to learn from my mistakes that I can grow in you let's all stand I know the Lord has done an amazing thing here today. Like he has been doing and like he will do, and I'm looking forward to that. And I'm actually looking forward uh, to what we're getting ready to do here in a moment. I hope we're ready. I believe Brother Brian went to go check and see if the baptistry was ready next door. Because we're gonna we're gonna baptize Sister Amber in Jesus' name. Now she is uh you've received the Holy Ghost, right? Yeah. And the and the thing is is she's you've been baptized three times in the Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You too? Uh oh. Uh oh. You getting baptized today too? Oh. <laughs> hey, it's heated in there. I could. Okay, we'll talk in a minute. Uh, but you're going to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission. Of sins, Amen. Listen, if you wanna, if you wanna linger and, We've got some announcements okay. Oh yeah. Hey, let me let me say something real quick. There's a mulch party next week, and if you enjoy mulching, which everyone does, right? There's a lot of mulching to do here, and so um, if it's cold, at least it'll probably be warm mulch. So. Okay, well, you'll appreciate the warm mulch then. Uh, but we'll be, we'll, we'll always have a good time uh, just being together. And uh, That's after church next Sunday. Well, yeah. Yes, after I hope you church didn't think I, next Sunday. We're going to come in Sunday with well, mulch say, so on us. I want to make sure it's clear. After church next Sunday, we will be having a mulch party if you need to bring clothes to change into, whatever you need to do to be ready to jump in and help with that. We'd love for you to have your help. This Saturday is our quiz tournament um, at noon. This Saturday, March 25th, quiz tournament here at our church at noon. And if you were hoping that I was going to register you for Ladies Conference, today is the day I need your registration money if you want me to register you. Thanks. And on that note, men, while you're here, we got men's conference coming up at the end of April. So 
make your plans. It's 28th and 29th. And uh, just let me know if you want to come, even if you don't, even if you don't feel like you got the finances for it, I still want you to come and talk to me. And um, it's going to be a great time, and uh, looking forward to that. Okay, let's, uh, let's be dismissed, and then go over there, and let's, let's rejoice for Sister Amber. Amen. God bless you.